9 to midday, the talking point on SAFM. The talking point on SAFM. Okay, so let's talk about your money. Gerald Mwandiambira is the acting CEO of the South African Saving Institute. Gerald, good to be chatting to you. Uh, we're asking the question, is it possible to live a debt-free life? I, I don't know if I want a debt-free life because, <laughs> you know, when you don't have debt, it's going to be difficult for you to... to, to f- get things on higher pitches and all those things, even though I don't do that. But I'm just saying because you have to have a profile of some sort so that people see that you can, <laughs> you know, pay for for stuff. Good morning. Morning and good morning to all of your listeners. Let, let, me, let me give you the figures. According to Stats SA, the total value of new credit granted in 2019's first quarter increased by more than 5% to over 134 billion rand in, in, in quarter two. And you see these days people uh, even take groceries on, on credit uh, and they have credit cards and so on and so on. And you are promised rewards by these retailers and so on and so on. Is that the life that we want to live? Look, I think um, one one has to realize that you can live a debt-free life or you can indeed live with debt. I think the, the biggest question we should really be asking is when people take debt, are they committed to honoring the repayment? Because the people who struggle with debt don't struggle with debt in terms of the debt is bad. They're struggling with repaying and honoring a promise which they committed to. So you can live with debt, that is normal, that is acceptable, but it is how you deal with your debt, is how you do the payments, and if you keep up with, uh, with your debt and you do it uh, at, at the agreed time. Exactly. There's a lot of people who have very good credit scores. They don't miss their payments. They, they, when they borrowed, they borrowed within their means, and the debt is actually helping them to, to, to live a better quality life. Obviously, there are certain types of debt which we would say look are an absolute no-no. Going into debt for um, things which are essentially, you know, consumables is not necessarily a good idea. Um, but again, it's all about personal choice because there's nothing wrong with me taking debt to buy groceries if every month I can service that debt. However, um, the general trend is is now toward you know, advising people to try and avoid debt, but only consider debt for big ticket items like a house or a car, which most people cannot buy um, in a short period, even if they save. So, but the higher your credit score is, the, I'll call it vulnerable, uh, positive vulnerability, if there's something like that, because then these, these retailers will, will open you, even the banks will, will, will open up their claws and say, listen, come, come, my child, we'll give you more, we'll give you more. The more you service your debt, they say, come, take more credit, we'll give you more, we'll give you credit cards, we'll give you overdrafts, we'll give you all sorts of things. What do you need to look out for when, when you have that suddenly opening up to you? Okay. So when when creditors offer you um, extra credit, it actually means you've conducted yourself well. You're, you, they try, they're basically saying to you, look, you're someone who has proven you're trustworthy. When you sign a financial contract, your word is indeed your bond. So therefore, we are willing to offer you other opportunities to, 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 to take 
um, credit. And if you are in that situation, one, it's, it's a good sign in terms of you knowing that as a financial, financially active South African, you, you honor your commitment. But what's more important is when you do consider these additional opportunities, you, you use the same sound mind and reasoning which got you there in terms of you being someone who's a good payer and someone who borrows within their means. So, so to me, you know, they're not trying to trick you. I think the people who always go on the negative are those who have negative intentions. Because the people who want to avoid paying installments and, and avoid um, honoring their commitment will always say it's a trap. It's trying to ensnare you. However, when, when, when lenders actually approach you to say you, you conduct yourself well, you're a good person to lend to, they're actually, actually endorsing you in terms of your financial habits. Um, obviously, it's about you being overextended. And that's really the main discussion which most consumers should consider is that when they consider debt, can they afford to service it? Because that's really where people fall over and trip themselves um, in terms of being able to service the debt. Um, however, debt in its, in its nature is not a bad thing. It's about are you taking it with the right intent and can you honor your financial obligations? And also when you take out that credit, make sure there's a buffer because interest rates change and financial situations in the household can change. So you always need to borrow and leave a bit of margin so that if things change, you can still survive. Nicholas in Middleburg. Hi, good morning. Hi, Nicholas. Hello. Yes, how are you, sir? Good, good thanks, man. I'm all right. Bongi, uh, in, in regard to the yes, you can live with other day. Yeah. The issue is you must live the life that you afford. If you don't afford life, don't go on to it. Because now it means now you have to get the credit and the credit card and all those things. Eventually, you'll be battling. Yes, you can have uh, the house in terms of a bond. You can have a car in terms that, that you need and you, you can afford them. But buy something that you afford. If you don't, I don't afford a million million house. Why am I going to buy a million dollar house? Mm. Then I will go to the bank and ask for their then they credit me. Am I wrong to get that house that I don't afford? Because the bank can lend me the money to do it, but they know that I don't afford it. Ah, very important indeed, Nicholas. Thank you very much in Middleburg. Thank you. So, so Gerald, it's about what, what, what Nicholas is saying is about living within your means. Where, at what point do you... F- do you live beyond your means and and recognize that I am actually living beyond my means right now, but you are forced by circumstances to live that way? Well, I think, you know, we, we all, life happens to all of us and there are stages in our lives when we are all forced to live beyond our means for various reasons. Sometimes it's because, you you know, you, you get a financial shock, like a child, or you buy a new property, or, or, you, or, or you move to a, new, to a new job, and it's not as paying, <coughs> paying as well as the previous one, or you overlook some expenses. So it is normal that some of us do find ourselves in that situation where you live beyond your means. But what it should be, it should be a season. It should be a very limited and temporary period. Um, which is managed. And I think, you know, we need to be very mature in terms of talking about these things to say, look, life happens. And occasionally you are stretched to the point where you don't know how you're going to survive. The thing about it is it must come to an end because when you are in that space, you now need to then make corrective decisions to make sure that you go back into a place where you can live within your means. And living within your your means, in, in answer to your question, is being able to 
have sufficient for all your needs and wants and being able to put something aside for an emergency. That is very important because that's that's my next question. Yours is is to encourage South Africans to save. The South African Saving Institute is was designed precisely for that. And and people will say, I mean, there isn't much to save in, in the economic climate that we're in right now. But the that little thing that you put away, that little account that you don't get to see every day, talk to us about the importance of, of, of that. That little little amount of money that you put away uh, and uh, in, 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 in rainy seasons, in rainy days, how important is it? I think it's, it's very important because even though we're discussing the aspect of debt and people yeah. being good payers and honoring their debt obligations, if you're not saving and you are you lose your job in the middle of paying back an item and you've never missed a payment, the reality is you're going to get um, blacklisted and you're going to have a court judgment against you, regardless of how you conducted yourself for, for, for all those years. If you have been saving, however, you can actually get by some time and be able to, you know, try and make a plan to save your, your name and look for another employment, etc. So one of the things we like to get out there is that debt and saving are not are not opposites. It's not like you, you know, you you only save when you've cleared debt. No, saving should be happening all the time because Saving is the one thing that will protect you in the event of you losing income, even if you have debt or you do not have it. Um, Also, we need to look at South Africa now in terms of all the financial institutions, which are now making it much easier for people to save. With most bank accounts and financial products, they have savings pockets and ways in which you can save automatically, where you you can say, look, round up everything I buy. So if you buy something for 10 rand 50, automatically charges you 11 rand, the 50 cents goes into a savings account or pocket. Or... Some bank accounts allow you to set a savings goal and they automatically um, deduct money as a stop order at the month, end of the month. So it's never, been, it's never been easier to save than now because technology is enabling people to save without having to think. Um, and it, it, it's taken away, technology has taken away the, 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 the discipline side because you need to sacrifice commitment and discipline to save. So, you know, uh, the sacrifice and the discipline are being taken care of by technology. All you need to do is to commit by clicking on that button to say, I want to round up or, or save. So I think that that's where we, we need to be going and using the tools we have at our disposal. The only person who should be saying they can't save is someone who has no income. Because by virtue of receiving something in your hand, you can put even one rand away. It's, it's, it's not a relative thing. Saving, is, you know, saving one rand is, is saving. Um, it doesn't need to be a big amount. And one of the things we also carry is guilt because we haven't saved for a long time. We carry around the guilt that when I start saving, it's going to be 10,000 rand a month. We're in conversation with Gerald Mwadiambira, acting CEO of the South African Saving Institute. Topical discussions, analyses with key newsmakers and thought leaders. Let's go to uh, the lines now. Let's take Fred in Durban. Good morning, Fred. Hi, it's actually Floyd. Uh, hi, Bongi, how are you? So, sorry, it's actually who? I want to get it right. Uh, it's, it's who? Floyd. F-L-O-I-D. Floyd. Okay. All right. Thanks. Go ahead, man. The line is not too great. But uh, let, let's hear what you have to say. 
Okay, we're trying to, to, to raise him again. Uh, the line was not too great there. We're in conversation with Gerald Muadiambira, who is acting CEO at the South African Saving Institute. We're asking, is it possible to live a debt-free life? If so, what is it that you need to do? What are the little things that you have to do to make sure that you have a debt-free life? Is it desirable? Um, you know, uh, what about the, 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 the credit, uh, credit score? Is it credit rating score? score uh, for instance but also as you see these days i mean the retailers will give you cards they give you uh, rewards they give you all sorts of things store cards for you to get further and further into debt floyd that is in durban sorry i said yes. Fred. floyd yes. okay now yes. it's been yes. gotten yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. go for yes. it sorry now. about that just two things to add from my side you know i mean you know to qualify for something doesn't mean that you can afford it yeah you know uh, that's that's one of the things that we deal with and i'm i'm 25 years old so I just started working. So you can imagine that I have a very young credit history and credit profile and all of that. Yeah. And you know, Wongi, I wish, I wish someone had told me about credit cards and overdrafts and all of that before you start working. I don't know, maybe it's an educational thing that's lacking in our society or cultural thing. I don't know. Because, you know, coming from a family, uh, a black family, we don't really talk about finances and all of that. Mm. So the first thing you do when you start working, obviously you want to buy this flashy car and, you know, the banks, they come at you with all these fancy credit cards and and overdraft, but something that, you know, no one really educates, so you end up learning by trial and error, and obviously sometimes that trial and error can be detrimental to your credit life as a whole. Thank you. Very important, Floyd. Thank you very much, Devin. Gerald, this is very, very important. Education, financial education. Indeed, consumer education and financial education is one of the things which we do at SASI, and indeed, um, we need to realize that um, financial education and interventions need to occur possibly at an even earlier level than university. We need, um, we need learners to, to start appreciating the challenges which, which lie ahead. And typically, someone who's qualified for a good graduate degree, um, who then gets a job, can be in a situation where they move from zero income or just a NASFA stipend to earning 15 or 20,000 rand overnight. And if you have not been um, made aware of the challenges and how a credit card really works, um, you know, it, it, it puts a lot of young people under pressure from day one because they don't understand. They tell you, no, you're earning 15, 20,000 and we're going to give you another 80. And you just get so happy. And they say, with this 80, you only need to pay us like a um, thousand a month, uh, typically. And they get even happier. But they don't realize the consequence that this thousand rand a month you're just servicing interest. You're never going to ever clear that debt. Um, they don't realize how also when you take debt out, um, some debt it actually affects how the things you really do want in the future. So, for example, the reason why most people uh, declined home loans, which is something you want, a home, is because you've taken up a car loan often before that, which is too expensive for them to give you a house. <laughs> so, you know, just that little rule of saying home loan before car loan can save you a lot of um, stress and put you in a better financial position going forward. So, yes, the education element, very important. Um, try and find education from sources which aren't necessarily interested um, in selling you something. So there's a lot of bodies like the Financial Sector Conduct Authority, um, ASISA, BASA, etc., who do free consumer education, which doesn't have strings attached. Um, often when it's coming from a um, 
solutions provider, they often want you to buy something at the end. And to me, that's tainted advice because it's not pure education. They're actually educating you so you buy what they want you to sell them, where, where what do, they want to sell you. Yeah, where do we find this advice, uh, Gerald, that uh, it's home before car, that, uh, you know, it's education maybe before fleshy things and so on and so on. Somebody who can just uh, crunch the numbers uh, for, 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 for us uh, quickly, just, just to say, listen, okay. uh, you're earning this much, don't go for this, go for that. Uh, but just the general knowledge about uh, finance. Well, general knowledge, um, the Financial Planning Institute, the fpi.co.za, they have um, free financial planners who go out and do bona, pro bono work where they will train and give you consumer education. The Financial Sector Conduct Authority, if you contact them, they also have a team which, is, which does consumer education as well as BASA um, and ASISA. So BASA is the Banking Association and ASISA is the insurance body which... Um, puts together all the insurance companies. Um, so you need to try and work with those kinds of entities because they are, they are industry reflective and they are not sales oriented. Um, as much as we also do get good content out of um, banks and insurance companies directly, the, pr- the problem there is that they brand it to death and, and I, you end up possibly in making financial decisions based on the education and in inverted commas um, they've given you. You need to try and keep it pure. Um, and that's why there's the whole financial sector charter, which has been introduced to ensure that um, we do get pure consumer education and financial education out there, um, as opposed to sales-related activities, um, which, are, which are, are geared towards them making money on the bottom line. Gerald, thank you very much for your time. Gerald Mwadiambira, acting CEO at the South African Savings Institute. Let's take a listen to this voice note. Hi there, Bongi. Uh, this is Gerald from Mossel Bay. Um, I'd just like to mention something about um, uh, the, the saving and credit. Um, you know what? Uh, when I was a lighty, my dad used to tell me, uh, sooner or later I'm going to be a grown man, I'm going to have to work for what I want and um, stand on my own two feet. Um, but in this time of day, it's difficult to say you will not have any debt. Sooner or later, sometime in your life, you'll have debt, but it's just the way that you uh, manage your income and your debt. Um, I am 40 years old and um, I've tried to keep my debt as low as possible, but by making a little bit of debt like a clothing account um, or something small, uh, a Truvis Man account or uh, a shoe account or something, and but make sure you don't buy and buy and buy. You need to buy something, pay it off and then buy something again and once it's paid off you buy something again all in your uh, range of uh, what you get as income and your expenses but i always said and this is the way i grew up it's not what you make it's what you save now i started saving from day one when i started working that was 16 and i just put 200 rand away every month and um, you can work it out from 16 to 40 years old how much I've saved already and uh, not just that my money started working for 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 me uh, via interest so it's just how you manage your income and your expenses all right there
Thank you very much. There you go. The, it's, a, it's a, you know, choose something that is in your price range and stay in your lane.